welcome to A Passion to Serve. My name is Don Kadicki and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a big fan of storytelling and during the podcast we'll be sharing real human stories about migrant and seasonal farm workers and the work that's being done on their behalf. For example, do you know about the contributions of migrant and seasonal farm workers to the United States economy and the challenges these farm workers face on a daily basis? What about services for farm worker youth in order to lead them on the path towards self-discovery and self-sufficiency? And what about lessons learned by leaders who have dedicated their lives to serving others through a variety of programs? These stories and so much more will be part of A Passion to Serve. I hope you decide to join us on this path of discovery. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 14 of A Passion to Serve. Today, I'm speaking with AmeriCorps member and financial literacy educator Michelle Toulet and Telemann Housing Program Coordinator Maria Zavala. Michelle and Maria, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me, Don. Yeah, well, I'm excited to have an opportunity to speak with both of you about the AmeriCorps program and the importance of the AmeriCorps program to Telemann Corporation. Michelle, I'm going to start with you first. Could you provide me a little bit of background information about how you became involved and interested with the AmeriCorps program? Well, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's really interesting. Actually, I uh, had no idea what AmeriCorps was when I, you know, signed up for my first year contract. Um, I was working with Telemann in the early childhood and family support area of business. And, um, you know, one of our employees, um, Elmira Morales, uh, had recommended me uh, looking into the job and she was really excited about it. And she was like, Michelle, like they give scholarship opportunities. They do this, they do that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds great. Like, I can't pass this up. This is amazing, you know? And I still get to stay within the Telemann organization. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I found out about it. And I just jumped right in, not even knowing what I was gonna get myself into. Well, I do have to tell you, you had pretty big shoes to fill that we had James Seabury prior to you. And um, we are two for two, we're batting a thousand in terms of the quality of the AmeriCorps members that we've had working with Telemann Corporation. Maria, could you provide a little bit of background information of how we got involved with AmeriCorps? Yeah, so <clears throat> uh, in a previous lifetime, <laughs> uh, in a previous <laughs> position, I used to have, I used to work for a nonprofit in Lansing, Michigan. Um, and in, in that time, CEDEM was a very, very young organization. CEDEM is- uh, Community Economic Development Association of Michigan. Thank you so much. Um, and they were a very, very young organization, but they had a lot of goals. And, and then um, I kept my eye on them and, and, and uh, read what they were doing and uh, read their newsletters. And then I got a great opportunity to take on a position with Telemann. Um, and this is already, my goodness, Don, it's up over nine years ago now. And um, so I brought all the knowledge that I had gained in the previous organization to this this, this position, um, and one of those was, you know, our um, wanting to get involved with CEDAM. We we became members of CEDAM, and they offer a number of opportunities for nonprofits to grow, build capacity, and one of them is um, the AmeriCorps program. Um, and what they do is provide an individual to serve with our agency 
um, so that they can dedicate and build, help us build capacity within our organization to provide and continue to provide services and add services to the community. And in the housing and financial, housing and financial empowerment program, uh, we saw an opportunity to expand and provide um, financial literacy workshops. Uh, both English and Spanish in, in the rural communities that we serve. Um, so we applied for a grant through CEDEM, um, and then um, we were really lucky and fortunate to be able to uh, get a grant uh, funded position uh, for in, 2000, in 2018, um, and that helped us bring on board Jim Seabree, um, and then we've gotten the grant every year and been able to bring in now Michelle. And hopefully um, uh, next year, we'll also have another position. We're actually waiting on that right now. It's, I'm, I'm really anticipating that we will get it. I don't see why not, but um, yeah. So we'll have another AmeriCorps uh, individual serving with us next year. Yeah, we. I know we both talk about this often, but we're really, we've always been pleased with how we're able to expand our scope in terms of program services and the people that we can interact with uh, because of our involvement with the AmeriCorps program through CEDEM. Michelle, can you tell me what the application process was like and what types of training? What were some of the, the initial steps that you had to go through when you were applying to become an AmeriCorps member? Yeah, so um, <laughs> the application process was, um, interesting uh i it was all you know online i didn't really know what to do it was a lot about me and my accomplishments what i would think you know i would bring to the table how i would qualify for you know all of these things and um you know all the requirements that i had to complete and um it it really just gave me an opportunity to you know reflect on things that i've done in my life because it's not I I hadn't had to apply for a job in a really long time. So I was like, oh, like, I don't really know. Like, what am I good at? What are my special skills? What what are my weaknesses? And, um, you know, the application uh, took a while to complete. I think I took like two or three days just because I was so nervous because I wanted to get this job. I wanted to, you know, expand and learn more and grow and, you know, serve in other areas of Telamon. And, um, I think that, you know, once I got to the interview process, when I was interviewing, I had two separate interviews. So the first one was with Telemann and then the second one was with AmeriCorps. And, um, you know, I remember having my interview with, um, you know, my predecessor, Jim and Maria. And when I look back, it was just laughs the whole time. And I felt right at home. Everyone was great. And like, I knew, like, and um you know when i had my my interview with um americorps i was a little bit intimidated because rachel's very she's very what's the word and it's all good it's all good with her but um she's very professional very like all right let's get this very very what very by the book yes Yes, she's very by the book. And so I was a little, I was, you know, scared to, you know, not necessarily make a joke, but, you know, I was very like, oh, I'm good for this job because I, you know, know what I'm doing. I'm very professional. I'm this and I'm that. And, 
you know, um, it was just, uh, it's been great. It's been great from the beginning. I um, was able to reach out to Elmira and she helped me out with a lot of like the application and um, making sure that this was the right fit for me. So, um, yeah. So I just want to mention real quickly too that Elmira that you're referencing is Elmira Morales, who's a field service representative with Telemont Corporation. Um, and she works out of the same office as you and Maria. Um, and you, all three of you, well, the entire group over there really works well together and a lot of wonderful things go on there on a regular basis. When you were in that initial phase, Michelle, were mm -hmm. you in with a cohort? Have you been and were you in with other AmeriCorps members and have you maintained ongoing communication with members who are working with other agencies? What does that process look like? Yeah, so I do belong to a cohort. Um, I'm not sure how many there are of us right now just because we had recently gotten a few new additions, um, but we do meet every single month. We um, you know, have the opportunities to talk on various different platforms, you know, regarding work or off work. Um, they're all great. Uh, CEDAM and AmeriCorps offers uh, so many different uh, training opportunities to us that we um, we meet, I think, three times a month. And one of them is specifically, you know, my cohort. Um, and that in that meeting, we get to talk about, you know, something that each of us are proud of for the month. Uh, a resource um, that we can offer to others um, and something uh, that we're struggling with. And I think all of those are very important to share, you know, not only with our cohort, but like to talk about, you know, with our, with the people around us. Um, so yeah, it's been really nice and it's been great working with AmeriCorps. So Maria, what is that early process like for you? Because, you know, it's, and sometimes I don't feel that it's fair because it's almost like, okay, Maria, the AmeriCorps program, this is a great idea, make it happen. <laughs> but um, what, what are some of those initial steps and some of the, the processes that you went through with both Jim and, and now with Michelle? So um, let me tell you, looking and finding, for, uh, finding an AmeriCorps, finding the right person for the position is always really challenging. Um, it is a service. It is not a job. Um, so unfortunately, not unfortunately, let me take that back. Actually, it's part of the experience, right? Um, that the AmeriCorps position doesn't pay a salary or an hourly wage, but it does give you a stipend. However, the stipend is very minimal. Um, so you're really uh, volunteering or giving your time and service to your community. Um, and so finding the person that is ready to serve because they they care and they're passionate about um, the work that the agency that they're placed with um, has, right? The vision that that agency has uh, can coalesce with the vision that they have for their own personal uh, goals in life. Um, it's, it's very um, challenging. Uh, so it takes a long time. It takes a, a while before we find someone. Um, but when we do find that individual, I mean, it works out really nice. And I think that both our um, uh, AmeriCorps members, Jim and uh, Michelle, um, fit into our team. I think it's because we do a very thorough interview process. We really want to make sure that individuals are committed to serving instead of, you know, um, 
coming into the position because they they need a job. Um, and so it's very different than our regular employee job interviews that we conduct. Um, but I think that Telemann overall has a mission and a goal to bring on individuals who are like-minded and who um, are, are, that make sense to um, adopt the missions that we have and the, the goals that we have to serve um, on low to moderate income individuals and to help them um, continue to learn and provide resources for them, right? Um, and so to find that individual, um, it's it's a really interesting process. We meet a lot of folks, we meet a lot of individuals that are in different um, career paths. Um, and, and it's really nice to be able to talk to individuals and share missions and realize that either we're not um, on the same path um, and still part ways as friends and still part ways as you know they refer clients to us in the future, uh, but also just to find that person that is uh, going to uh, be a team player, be a team member, and come into it uh, with a passion to serve. So, um, uh, you know that that initial that that takes quite a lot. Uh, but then once they're on board, um, once they're on board, it's you know much more easier. Um, there's a lot of training that we offer. Um, again, Telemann is very dedicated to continuing education of all employees even if they're just serving as a volunteer capacity or as an AmeriCorps capacity. So there's a lot of training that goes into it, a lot of shadowing, um, a lot of you know meetings with them. Um, this year in particular, bringing on an AmeriCorps um, through a COVID pandemic has presented a lot of challenges. So one of those one biggest hurdles to overcome is not being able to meet in person not being able to see face-to-face -face and train face-to-face -face and uh, walk somebody through the process of doing a workshop. And now we have to teach somebody how to do workshops uh, via an electronic system, right? In a platform online. But I think that um, it takes a lot of patience on both the AmeriCorps member and the um, supervisor to make it happen. And like I said, we have great employees and great, um, Michelle's been great and and adjusting and being patient with us and vice versa. Um, so she fits right into our our team setting. So Michelle, what's what has this been like for you? What are some of the the challenges and what are some of the the strengths that you feel that you've been able to develop through doing this work in the midst of the COVID nineteen pandemic? Um, I'm not gonna lie. It's been a, so. I mean, it's been. I've found a lot of things that I didn't realize that I struggled with. I, you know, always thought that it didn't matter what type of environment that I worked in, that I would be great in anything, I could do anything. And, you know, at first for a long time, I, I was like, I could work from home. I could, you know, do all of these things and be fine. But, um, you know, more often than like realizing my strengths, I've realized a lot of my weaknesses. Um, that I can't work from home for a long time. It, it's so hard. It's hard mentally and it's hard, you know, not being around people like, yeah, we have our families and, you know, um, it's, it's just a different environment. 
And, um, you know, Maria's been great. Sedum's been great. Everyone's been great and communicating and, you know, checking in on, you know, everyone and, hey, how are you? How have you been? Like, what's, what's going on? You know, everyone's been checking in and, you know, looking out for one another. And I think that that's, that's something that I've definitely gotten better about is checking in on my coworkers and checking in on, you know, the people around us, because although, you know, we don't know what's going on in, you know, everyone's personal lives and, you know, that's fine, you know, to each their own. Um, but I, I struggled a lot with, you know, being at home for months and working and, um, you know, this pandemic, it's new, it's never happened before. It's never, you know, it's not something that, you know, we're used to. And I think that, um, you know, Maria's taught me a lot with that, with, you know, checking in on me. And uh, although like I know how to do my job a little bit better nowadays, um, and I don't need as much, you know, constant um, supervision, um, you know, she never hesitates in uh, checking in on me and making sure that I'm okay. And that in t like in turn, it, uh, you know, makes me check in on, you know, not just my coworkers at Telemon, but uh, sometimes I do reach out to my cohort and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? I know that you had this big presentation coming up. How's that? How's Vita going? Um, I think that's one of the, like the biggest things that, you know, I've, I've learned is um, in a way to care more about people and to, you know, look out for you know, these signs, because, you know, behind the camera, everyone's like, oh, wow, they're smiling, they're happy, woo, like, they're fine, but we don't, we don't see that struggle. And I think that's something that we need to work a little bit harder on. Well, to me, life almost seems to be a lot of just to be full of paradoxes. It's when I'm thinking more of others, when I feel more kind of in tune with myself and, and I also, as you were talking, I was thinking about how I've really shifted how I really perceive what is strength and what is weakness. And to me, you know, a real strength is allowing myself to be vulnerable and really let people truly know this is really how I'm feeling right now. You know, this is getting mm -hmm. old. This is tough. You know, how and when am I ever able to get away from the computer? Because the work never ends. The computer's there in my desk, in my house, nonstop. And it's, it's relearning for me how to do this and trying to manage things, stay on top of it, but also making sure that we're caring for each other. And, mm -hmm. and I would agree with you too, Michelle, that Maria and Telemont staff in general, I think they do a nice job just checking in with each other and making sure that we're doing okay. We take what we do seriously, but we also care for each other. So yeah. it's a good place to be for that reason. Um, Michelle, as a follow-up question, as a financial literacy educator, can you talk about some of the different um, job responsibilities that you've been that you've had this past year? Yeah. So um, Maria mentioned it earlier, but one of my biggest responsibilities is hosting workshops. Another one is planning Show Me the Money Day event. Um, so regarding the workshops, uh, I conduct them a couple times a week. Um, I cover topics uh, like credit, banking, savings, financial recovery. Um, they're all free. They all last about an hour. Um, and, you know, we always have time for questions. I try to make them as engaging as I can. And um, everyone's been great. Um, it's a blast. I've definitely gotten out of my comfort zone with that one. Um, 
And with Show Me the Money Day too, um, a little bit about it. It's uh, you know a free uh, event featuring um, you know financial products, uh, community resources that we have. Um, uh, we do financial workshops and try to promote different opportunities to increase income and uh, savings and building assets within the community. Maria, can you talk about the, the last couple of Show Me the Money Day events that we've put on as Telemon Corporation? I always like hearing your personal experience with it and, and just overall really excited about what we're able to accomplish through Show Me the Money Day. Yeah, so um, this will be our third year hosting Show Me the Money event in uh, Van Buren County. We would not be able to do it by ourselves. Um, we, um, you know, our AmeriCorps member, um, Jim, uh, was the one that helps help us launch it. And then now Michelle is continuing coordinating it, but we do have a committee, right? And the committee is composed of community organizations and banking institutions that come to the table and help us and guide us on what, you know, um, should be happening the day of the event. And like Michelle said, um, it's a resource fair, right? For financial uh, education, financial resources, financial products, um, and also um, it's a, a teachable setting, right? We have um, six workshops and those workshops cover um, uh, money management. Um, like we talked about, uh, they we're gonna talk about the free VITA tax preparation site. Um, even though tax season is done with, but we still want to make sure that people realize that there are free tax preparation available for them. Um, and it uh, allows us to um, provide this resource in the community so people um, can learn about them. The most intimidating thing I think about finances is not knowing who to open up to uh, when it comes to your money, right? That's very personal, very private very scary situation uh, at times or very um, embarrassing, embarrassing situations if you um, you know defaulted on on some things and now you have collections in your credit report and then you know it, it's sometimes a little difficult to reach out to people and you don't know who or who to trust right so what we do is try to bring down those walls and introduce people to banking managers to lenders to um, people in the community who are there to help you with resources like um, food pantry or assistance with food or um, any state assistance that you might need. So we're bringing these individuals to and like this, like everything else, right? We're going online this year. So it's going to be very different than last year. Last year was super successful. Uh, we had over 70 participants and about 50, 50 of those participants indicated that they left the event feeling super confident about their financial situation and they had hope. So the, the, the biggest uh, accomplishment that we can have from a Show Me the Money event is to give people hope. And, and um, our surveys have reflected that that is what this event does for them. So we have to be a little bit more creative this year and we're hosting it online. Um, we're going to air it live on Facebook Live um, and we're gonna do Zoom. So everybody who signs up uh, to Show Me the Money event will be able to will be the link they will go on Zoom and be able to participate in the workshop. Um, and just to incentivize people to take the workshops, we will be, uh, we do have some um, drawings. Uh, we're going to give away um, two laptops uh, and some gift cards. Um, and then the, everybody who participates on the committee 
uh, is giving some like free free giveaways and we do give everybody who uh, signs up a personal care product bag and well actually not everybody but it's we're limited to about a hundred so we have a hundred uh, uh, personal care products bags and in the bags are going to have a lot of goodies from all the different people that sit on the committee um, for example we have a uh, great start collaborative we have uh, i'm sorry tcf bank we have mercantile bank um we have um Department of Health and Human Services that sits around with us, um, Veteran Services, Career, um, career Services. Um, so there's a range of individuals that that uh, help us plan this event out. Um, and this is something that has been happening since 2011. The first Show Me the Money events happened in Lansing and in Flint, Michigan. And so um, when I learned about what they were doing, um, I was like, hey, let's do that in Van Buren County. Um, and together with CEDAM and our AmeriCorps members, uh, we were able to um, cash out a plan and convene a, a committee. And we birthed Show Me the Money in uh, 2018 here in, in Van Buren County. Well, and whenever I, when I've attended the two Show Me the Money Today events, um, it's so inspirational. It, it really just reaffirms why I do what I do. And there's just so much goodwill it, it's wonderful to be surrounded by other people who work with a variety of different agencies who really have the same mission too which is let's get this information out let's make sure that people have accurate financial related information so they can make sound decisions for themselves and for, for their family members and um michelle you're going to be a trailblazer we're doing it virtual for the first time ever so that'll be your claim to fame that you did the first virtual show me the money day event with telemon corporation how are you feeling about that oh i'm so excited i like you said i'm gonna go down in fame i can carry that on my back for the rest of my life yep. that's all i needed yep and if so the show me the money day event and by the way all this information is will be on our Telemont Michigan Facebook page. It's gonna be on our web pages. The event is on Saturday, April 17th. And I believe it runs from, is it 10 until two o'clock or am I mistaken? It's from, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, you're right. It's from 10 to two. And then we are doing pickups for the uh, care packages uh, from two to four. Yep, Okay. absolutely. Mm -hmm. at Freshwater Church. Um, the registration is, um, and we can, like I said, like Don said, we'll post it, but it's tinyurl.com backslash Van Buren County 2021, show me the money. So it's tinyurl.com backslash VBC 2021 SMTM. Um, if not, just have, you know, give us a call. Um, and we can register you over the phone. So um, I don't know if our number is 269-459-2300, extension two, and you can talk to Jessica. Jessica is our lovely um, housing program assistant and she can help you register for the event. Fantastic. So the final question that I have, and it's for both of you, that um, I always enjoy hearing people talk about what's bringing them joy. So Michelle, what has brought you joy in your role as AmeriCorps member? Are there any specific instances, any workshops or any other events that really stand out to you that's been very meaningful? 
Um, I think two. The first one, I don't know if it really counts, but the second one um, is count. kind of an overall. So the first one was uh, someone had gotten my number on accident, but they were trying to reach Telemann and they were um, trying, it was a man. He was trying to get, um, you know, assistance, college assistance for his son. And he was trying to see if we could do anything for him. And I was like, well, that's not really my department. That's not really what I work in, but I can give you the number of, you know, someone who can assist you. And so I referred him to Almira. And I remember hanging up that call and I, I immediately called Maria and I was like, oh my gosh, I helped my first person. Oh my gosh. And I freaked out. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And um, I never forgot that feeling. It was, it was, I think, my second month in. And I had just finished training. And I was like, all right, what do I do now? And, um, you know, even though that wasn't, you know, my area of business, that's not what I do. Uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, I helped someone. I got them one step closer to where they needed to be. <sighs> and it's a feeling that you don't forget. Um, but the second is kind of like an overall. Um, so I will say that, um, you know, in the workshops that I do, I, uh, I see that it empowers our participants and it gets them to ask the right questions. And, you know, it brings up questions that they didn't even know that they had. And um, by making the workshops engaging, I think it really allows them to open up more and, you know, be willing to trust, you know, other people with their, financial situations and ask for help. Um, you know, I work a lot with uh, college students. And so I think a lot of the times we all think, you know, oh, I'm too cool for this. I don't need this right now. That's a million years away. Um, but I think, you know, making these workshops engaging, making it to where they understand it and not making them feel inferior that they're wrong or you know, it, that they're lesser in any way, I think it really empowers them to, you know, get a head start on all of these, you know, financial questions, you know, okay, how do I open up a savings account? Who do I need to go to? How do I talk to them? What are the questions that I should be asking? And by going through these workshops, I'm, you know, um, talking to them, having conversations with them, and not just teaching them. Um, I think it's really, it's making a difference. And I mm -hmm. see their enthusiasm change from the beginning of the workshop to the end of the workshop. They always ask more questions. They always, you know, want to know more, ask about other workshops that I have going on. And um, yeah, I think it's really powerful how we're changing lives and engaging and empowering our communities. I think that's wonderful. Couldn't say it better myself. Maria, you're up. That's a tough act to follow though. <laughs> Uh, I think that, um, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you're always learning about yourself. You're always learning what, um, how much further you can go, how much more you can do. People around you challenge you all the time. But I think that what I've learned about myself um, <clears throat> throughout the years and working with our AmeriCorps and especially Show Me the Money is that my strength is in connecting people, right? And so when I can connect someone and build a bridge where somebody never thought about, you know, oh, there could be a connection there, there can be a partnership there, or even in, especially like last year, show me the money, um, individuals, uh, we, we take the banker 
out of behind the desk and out of the bank and bring them into a community setting so that they can be more approachable. And so, you know, our, our, our clients really appreciate that because then they can see them as a human being and that wants to help them versus an institution that might want to take advantage of them, right? Unfortunately, there's a huge distrust of the banking community within our um, uh, lower income families. And so um, helping them um, kind of bridge that gap. Um, so minimizing that for me, right? And, and minimizing gaps through building partnerships. Um, the other thing that came out of last year's uh, Show Me the Money event was that banking institutions started collaborating with each other after Show Me the Money. So a mm -hmm. client that came to Show Me the Money went to one of the banks to ask for services, but they couldn't help them. But that because of Show Me the Money, they the, uh, banking institutions had talked to each other and they realized, oh, we, I can refer you to this place. So there there can be a little bit of competition to to gain clients for the banking institutions but there is room for re referrals right when i can't help you there's a, there's another institution that might be able to help you so that has been happening so for me i think what drives me and what really makes me um get out of bed in the morning and be happy about my job is just um minimizing gaps by creating partnerships well, Michelle and Maria, thank you so much for your time with speaking with me. And Michelle, um, I I know after your time is finished with the AmeriCorps program, um, we're going to want to stay in contact with you and let you know kind of where you go and where you're going to progress throughout your life and career. And don't be surprised if I reach out to you again to have a follow-up conversation on the podcast. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining me on A Passion to Serve today. Thank you, Don. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for listening to A Passion to Serve. You can now access all episodes of A Passion to Serve along with blog posts on my new website, apassiontoserve.net. I would love to hear your thoughts about the new website along with comments about the episode or episodes you've been listening to. Until next time.